Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Jason Harmon, and in studio today with me is Mr. Barry Cross, Region 2 Information Coordinator. Mm-hmm. And we've got some special guests around the table, Mr. Parker Swan and Billy Swan. So we're going to be um, talking a lot about the outdoors today, mainly hunting probably, but uh, a little bit of everything. But first, I want to talk about some current events that are or I guess current news we might want to talk about and need to know about. And okay. uh, it's uh, about to be fishing season. Fishing guides are... Fishing guides are on the way. They they, the way. they have been delivered and should be in your stores daily in, in the next few days. Uh, right now, uh, the fishing guide, if you need anything, if you need to look up anything, you can go to the website. The whole guide is there in a digital form, and you can look up what you need to know and... Uh, there are a few changes um, that you might need to know about. Um, the biggest one I can think of is uh, is a uh, uh, change in the uh, crappie limit on uh, Kentucky Lake. Yeah, that was a I guess you could say a hot topic. Uh, yeah, well, discussion, but it was uh, thirty per day. Now it's twenty per day, and and you know, so people need just uh, know that and and adhere to it because uh, if you're caught with thirty, you probably won't won't have a good time trying to explain that and, right uh, but uh that that was one of the ones that in 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 my area that uh stuck out to me right and if you're watching at home you can see on the screen you know what the 2017 regulation changes are but yeah pick up that hunting guide or go online uh tmwildlife.org right there under the angler tab and uh yeah it's the first thing on the list yeah and then that then this was a new one that i didn't know about that uh native tennessean annual license that was uh for non-residents who were born in tennessee uh they can get get their annual license um as a resident pretty much and so that that one caught me off guard but there are things you have to do to uh uh, get that license and you need to go on there and, and look at the requirements for that if you're applying for that license yep and then the guide license this year you know make sure you got that if you're a guide uh, you can apply for that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty cool looking card. Yeah, and yeah. speaking of cards, um, the license this year you can add on a hard card option and have. A, That's right. Um, and then what you said, option. It's an it option. It is an option. Yes. It's not a requirement. Uh, a lot of people are upset about that. They're like trying to make more money now. We're this is an option that uh, our license vendor has offered. Uh, they've done it in other states, and it's been uh, uh, received as pre- pretty much as a collectible mm-hmm. item, much like a duck stamp is. You know, right. a lot of people collect duck stamps, and the hard card is uh, uh, an option that uh, has uh, uh, wildlife art from uh, t- Native Tennessee artist uh, Ralph McDonald yep. on it. Uh, I think there's two of them this year. One has uh, a deer, which is a cool print and then uh another one that uh ralph uh related a story about missing a big bass you know so yeah. it's it's it it's outdoor art that most outdoorsmen can relate to and and uh i think it's gonna it, i think it's gonna be received pretty well yeah if you're watching at home once again you can see behind us here on the on the wall that's the that's the bass that that will be featured on the card That's right, yeah. up until a certain point, and then once I think uh, later in the year we're going to switch back to the to the deer. So, mm-hmm. and you can add on as many of those cards as you want. As a new card comes out, just um, you know, pay an extra five bucks, go online, and do that, and you'll get a new card with a new picture. So, if you want to be a collector of those, 
it's a it's a pretty cool uh, deal. I'm going to. I mean, it's the first year, so I might as well get them all. Mm-hmm. Keep on going. I, I've never collected anything in my life other than lots of fishing gear and turkey hunting gear, but um, that that's something that I, I find interesting. So yeah. I'm going to get them. And, and some other recent news before we get to our guest, just real quick: uh, the musky, the state uh, new state record musky, new state uh, is official, and uh, we've got that out there on our on our Facebook and on our. Uh, Twitter and Instagram and all our social media. So uh, it got quite a few hits this weekend on Twitter. I had right. posted it, and, uh, and a lot of people liking this, liking seeing those yeah. state records. So. The fish of a thousand casts. Who would have thought we'd break break that record? Um, but I mean, this year has been the year of records. I mean, that's pretty amazing. You know, it, what last year we started with the bass mm-hmm. and uh, broke state record then, and you know there have been several other. Uh, records broken not necessarily a lot of game fish records but uh you know the tilapia and the couple gold goldfish and you know (laughs) i mean who knows but i think but the records are there to be broken and you know if people want to look up that they can look on our website at tnwildlife.org there's a list of uh the state record fish uh for a different line class and that type of thing so um check it out you never know when you might have a state record bill i mean that's right well let's let's uh let's get to our guest and i appreciate them coming in and uh, being on the show today uh parker um your grandfather is one of our commissioners mr uh mr bill swan yes sir and uh and he was on the show not too long ago and uh and he was talking about uh some pretty cool awards and recognition you've you've received <laughs> yep <laughs> and uh so let's let's tell the guest or the the folks uh not the guest but the folks watching and listening at home uh a little bit about this honor you've received and uh, and how you got it uh, got a chance to get this award well it's the uh sei cabela's young hunter of the year so i'm not sure if it was a 2017 or 2016 it was thrown up in the air pretty much what it was uh yeah it took a while to to win this award um it's about four or five years. We uh, we heard about it eighth grade. My grandpa told me I was going to be on front of a magazine and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, I was completely down for it. Um, and uh, it, the first year, actually, I probably got you know fourth, fifth place. There's only about ten people that apply for it, but you know it's pretty hard to get it. Um, the next year, I was you know, oh yeah, you'll win it, but no and just kept doing it kept doing it and then that that now, last now, year what are the requirements i mean what do you have to do to win the award well you have to write a 500 word essay about how you're a role model for hunting you have to uh have an impressive killed list so you can't just you know go out in your backyard and kill a doe and then say you like you know you volunteered here and then you're good it has to be you know pretty impressive on what you do um you have to have a very uh extensive uh community service hours list um you know, I, I did multiple different things with TWRA, helping them out, um, and I did stuff besides conservation that you know helped out other people. But uh, yeah, it it takes a big list of stuff in order to win. Yeah. So, so did it get easier every year since you've kind of gone through the process? Yeah, or? we just you just you know you have that list that you make the very first year, and then after that, you know, if you do something, you just write it down, make sure and. You just keep adding on and on and on, and you send it in every every August or September, and you hope you get a call. <laughs> well, let's let's hit on that role model for wildlife. You mentioned that. Uh, what's some of the things you've been doing uh, in your life that, that is an example of that? Well, uh, 
my grandpa and my dad always taught me to treat the outdoors with respect. So when, you know, if I take my friends out in the woods or something like that, I don't, you know, I've heard of people going out there and just, you know, acting like goons and, you know, they see a squirrel and they shoot it just because they got to shoot it and they leave it there. I mean, it's just not, not the right thing to do. So when I go out there in the woods with my friends, I, I try to show them the, uh, just how to respect the animals and the outdoors mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. other people too that are out there. Um, and also when I was guiding on the enterprise South hunt, the guy that I was with, you get I me, mean, he didn't know anything about hunting. That was his first deer that he killed. So, I mean, you got to – it's first impressions, so you got to no, that, make that's sure. That's a volunteer situation, it was, right? It was, yes. Yeah, yeah it, that that was probably the most enjoyable volunteer work I've done. Yeah. Just get to see his face after he killed his first deer. That was probably one of the best things. And a lot of these guys have never killed deer before, right? Or no, they've probably never gone hunting before, but, you know, some of them have. But the one I took, never gone hunting, I'm sure, and but he never killed a deer for a fact. But uh, he uh, really enjoyed that when that deer, that old doe walked out and he got to actually pull the trigger for the first time. So and you got to share the outdoors with somebody uh -huh. who's never really experienced it like you have. It, it was awesome. We did the next year, too. Um, I kind of regret something, though, about it. Uh, we had a little bitty, like, four-pointer walk out, and mm -hmm. the guy really wanted to kill a buck. And I told him, I said, there are big deer around here. This is totally your call, but mm -hmm. they're definitely big deer, and he didn't shoot it. But I, I kind of wish that he did. I feel like that would have been a mm. that would have been a good time for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's interesting. That hunt um, – is that hunt a, um, a wounded soldier hunt? Is that what uh, – It's the uh, Hunts for Warriors. Okay. Uh, Tennessee Valley Hunts for Warriors. They did that down in Enterprise South for – three or four years wasn't it and then now they they moved up to crossville not tennessee valley but we do it oh, up at crossville uh, now, now yes yeah. yeah, that microphone that's over okay, there we go yeah now the um there's um the enterprise south hunt was there to um um to help get the deer numbers back under control okay yeah. now mm -hmm. that they're under control that it's on a per uh need basis i believe that's the way the agency's treating it mm -hmm. um but there is a hunt now, another hunt that is in um, Fall Creek Falls. Okay, yeah. That um, to help control the deer numbers there. We've been doing that a couple of years now. I That's guess, uh, huh? two, two or three, two yeah. or three years now. Yeah, and it rains every year, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a good rainy hunt. Put them in some ground blinds, That's and right. there's a lot of deer, uh, you know, in that area. Right there, there is, yes, there is. And it gets the hunt's getting better and better every year too. So, yeah. Well, that's that's awesome that you know you're able to, you know. Uh, help out with that hunt and be a role model and guide and, and that sort of thing what other kind of guiding opportunities have you had well i i don't really know about like actual like guiding uh you know like actually taking someone that's never been out in the outdoors besides like my friend something like that but mm -hmm. when uh when i take you know like my friend monty he uh he's never been fly fishing before and i just got into that last summer so when i got to take him out and show them how to handle the fish make sure that you know you want to have your hands wet before you handle a trout or pretty much any kind of fish really um to keep the uh the the coating it has on it and so i mean and also not leaving them out of the water too long stuff like that you know just making sure that you treat the animal with respect now, you're talking like a wildlife biologist <laughs> i mean did you glean all this from your dad and your granddad is I, this how you learned all this pretty much just learned along the way just just pretty much retained it all and you know just put it to use huh. 
Now, are you studying? I, you told me earlier you were studying wildlife biology. Is that correct? Wildlife fisheries management at okay. the University of Wyoming. So, so how is it out there? What's it like being in school out that way? It's cold. It's a lot colder <laughs> than here. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually been pretty nice since we've been here. Forty degrees is pretty it's warm a dry for me. Cold. It's a dry cold. Right? <laughs> it's still cold. <laughs> What's some cool, interesting things you've got to participate out there and, and participate in out out there in Wyoming? Well, uh, I haven't really done much big game hunting, but I've done some uh, duck hunting out there. I go fishing all the time. I've uh, I've gone up to Casper, Yellowstone, the mountains like the Rocky Mountains. Um, plan on going down to Colorado fishing at some point. Uh, just I don't know, just going around trying to see as much as I can. <laughs> awesome, that's awesome. You know, when I when I was coming up in in college, I didn't know about wildlife degrees and any of that. And then I got out of college and started working more with an agency, and I I was like, man, how did I not know about that? So for for someone like you, being able to go into that and study it and and come up into it, I mean, that's oh, that's yeah. just awesome. Yeah, you know? uh, I'm excited to actually get done with it and you know put it to use. Mm-hmm. How much more time you got left? Two and a half years, three years maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I came in with about 23 hours in college from high school, so I got that's a year under my belt, and uh, I just got to just Depends keep on doing. how much fishing he does. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking 18 credit hours right now, so we'll see how that goes. Pretty good luck. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh. So let's uh, – you've sent me some pictures and i want to i want to show the folks at home you know some of these pictures and we'll go we'll go through them and and talk about um maybe some of your adventures you know not just in tennessee but um all across the country so what's this one that we're looking at on the screen right now what so that's a blessed buck um that was in namibia so that's in africa um I went down there with the whole family. We each got about seven or eight different animals. Um, seven one, or eight different animals each? Yes. Wow, that's, yeah. a, that's quite a trip. So, yeah, um, the Plains game is what they're called. They're just, you know, different types of gazelles and antelopes and all that kind of stuff. Um, this one right here is actually a pretty old one. If you look on the, uh, the horns, it has, like, little white strips on it mm-hmm. where the bumps are. Normally on the younger ones, they won't be as uh, white or worn down from fighting and stuff like that. So uh, it was pretty cool. He, the guy taught us about um, the how like the maturity of the animal and stuff like that when we killed it. Uh, it was pretty fun. During this hunt right here, when I killed this, it was actually videotaped, and um, I got to talk to my grandpa in a pretty emotional way. So that was pretty fun because cool. I appreciated him for taking us down there. Yeah. So that was fun. I had a, a shot with you and your grandfather. Let's see. There it is. Oh, yeah. So tell us about that that adventure there. Okay, so that's a kudu. That's another one of the Plains game. Um, that's actually the number one animal I've always wanted to kill. So I was pretty happy when I finally got to, to take it. Um, and that's an impressive kudu right yeah, there, too. Yeah. That's not a... If it's more than two spirals, then that's good. Um, wow. We uh, it actually took a while to kill this. This was probably about the sixth or seventh day. Um, we we saw a herd of them, and we actually couldn't get on them till about the fourth or fifth time. And we were just running. We were just hauling through the bush, and uh, I finally got a shot on it. And it was just one shot, one kill. So wow. that was nice. And I walked up to it. I I don't think I've ever been so happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody was uh, having a good time. 
They taste good too, as well. That's, that was going to be one of my <laughs> questions. I, you know, some of this wild game is it most like that other animal? Is it pretty good? And this one, I don't I mean, know if we tried the blessed buck, but my brother killed an eland. Mm-hmm. Oh, the steaks on that were yeah. they're fantastic. And wow. with the animals, we don't you know we don't just leave it on the property. They take it to uh, just like local camps and stuff like that. People that actually need the meat because they, the whole camp doesn't you know they don't need the right. meat. Right. Right. So I mean, we take all we take back is. Uh, the hide and the horns, and then we give everything else to the tribes and the local towns that need it. So well, kind of like a hunter for the hunter. Yeah, it gets there. used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's two birds with one stone. Right, awesome. right. That's great. Tell us about this hunt here. Well, there this are is, two birds right this, there. Yeah, two <laughs> birds. Was it one stone? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> is this a Tennessee hunt? This is the uh, the Sand Hill Crane hunt. Yes, in Tennessee, we were up close to Dayton, Dayton, Tennessee. Um, I, I enjoy doing this. I do this about every year since it started, so about three or four years now. Um, yeah, that, that, that's some of the most fun bird hunting because where we were, there's just thousands of them flying. Mm-hmm. And when one comes low enough, you hope you get the shot on it. And that meat also tastes very, very good. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I hear. What do they call it? Uh, Ribeye of the sky. Ribeye of the sky. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's look at a few more here. This is a pretty cool shot here. What what was this? Uh... So we go up to Kentucky, or at least we try to every year. I hadn't been able to go up there since I was 16 because that's when the youth hunt, you know, ended for me. Mm-hmm. But Mason kept going up there, my little brother on the left. Um, but I finally got to go up there last year during May, and I was pretty excited. And me and my dad went hunting, and uh, the first day, the first afternoon we were up there, this bird walks out and it just, it, you know, you know what the rest Perfect is. Perfect setup. Yeah, it was awesome and it was, uh, it was good. My mother was up there and we got to share that with her. I think it was Mother's Day, wasn't I it? Probably, I think so. Or I don't know, I don't know when Mother's Day is really, but we we have this. <laughs> you better on that. This well, year. on the calendar, <laughs> we look and see it on the calendar. <laughs> yeah, but we printed this picture out and we gave it to her in a frame for Mother's Day, so. Awesome. We got to share that moment with her. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> oh, and here's here's we'll, we'll do show this one. There's one more. Oh yeah, if you look on the fan on this one, it actually has white streaks in it, mm-hmm. and uh, that, I thought that was pretty unique. We called uh, where I killed this the barking dog farm because every time you'd roll up to it, there would be a dog barking until you pretty much left to go home. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good time. I think everybody on that hunt got a turkey or two. So. And speaking of turkey hunting, that's that's right around the corner here in Tennessee. Yes, April it is. April first. April first. It's not a joke. April no uh, joke. Yeah. April Fool's Day. Yep. Opening day of turkey season. <laughs> but so get that on the calendars. It'll be here before you know it. Oh yeah. Um well let's talk a little bit about um you were in our office not too long ago with your grandfather and helping score a pretty awesome looking deer a couple of different couple of both both deer that we they had scoring that day were really awesome they're uh, a little impressive so, <laughs> talk a little bit about uh, getting into scoring and, and how about and how about scoring that tucker buck how was that yeah um so i got into scoring i'm a sci record book measure um i took that course probably three years ago probably we we wanted to use that for the award the saying like that i'm involved with sci mm-hmm. and i can also score any type of animal you want me to so mm-hmm. Uh, I took that course. It took a while. It was actually pretty kind of. It was pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my grandpa texted me over the winter break and wanted me to come up and score the deer with him. So I was like, you know, 
get to see the world record whitetail. Why right. not? Yeah. Um, came up here, and there was another. Uh, it was a new southern. Is this southeastern record whitetail with a muzzleloader? I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Right. That was pretty cool to see. I helped score on that too, and and then the world record whitetail. That was man. That was an impressive deer. Pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I got to help out with that a little bit, and uh, you know, holding the tape measure that helps too. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'd sit there and help with uh, make sure the measurements were correct, you know, make sure that, you know, they weren't giving it an inch or two over. But, mm-hmm. So it was pretty accurate. It's pretty tedious, fine. isn't it? Yeah, no, it's it takes a while. It takes a – we're probably there all day. Kind of yeah. nerve-wracking, I would imagine. Yeah, it was – I think we were there at, like, 9 a.m., and we didn't leave till about 4 or 5, so. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oof. Besides that deer, what's something else that you've had a chance to score that's pretty cool? Well, all the African animals pretty much that we have in our house, I got the score. So I got to look at, you know, uh, blue wildebeest, um, eland, kudu, gimsbuck. I, I have a gold medal gimsbuck that I killed. I didn't send in a picture of it. Um, I have a gold medal, um, let's see, a white tail from Ohio. I have the, the uh, I'm trying to think of it, the Yukon, the caribou. I scored silver medal in the the record books. Is this it here? Yeah, that's it. Let's show that. That's pretty impressive there. Yeah, that um, that caribou. We were out in the Yukon for ten days, and it was just me, my grandpa, and my guide. And we spent ten days together, and it was just it was an awesome bonding experience. Um, you can't really get anything better than that. We actually saw a smaller caribou than this, and my guide told me not to shoot them because they'd be like, you know, shooting 120 inch deer, which is not bad, but, Mm -hmm. but this was definitely bigger. He said, um, we just got back up from looking at them on top of this ridge that we were on. And within three or four seconds, I, I saw this one. He's like, we don't have time to get back in the Argo and drive down. So we, me and my guide sprinted down the mountain while my grandpa stayed up on top, giving us hand directions on where it was. And, um, I missed the first shot because I was so tired from running, and then the second shot, I did two or I I did two more shots after that. It was two Texas heart shots, and it dropped. And I was like, "Oh, thank the Lord!" Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'd have been up on top of the mountain giving you hand signals. <laughs> <laughs> My running days are over. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty impressive. You mentioned the kill list earlier. That's a pretty impressive kill list you have there. Oh yeah, yeah. It uh, it's a couple pages. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, the SCI, does that uh, – I'm not familiar with it. Does it uh, categorize by weapon and, and – uh, For the record book? Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much the same. It's just like the Booney Crockett, but they okay. score a little bit differently. Uh-huh. Um, with the record book, they, you know, they have rifle, muzzleloader, bow, handgun, darts, you know, even if you're into that. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and uh, then they have just like regions. You got to list if it's in a high fence area or uh, just free range. Um, you got to put just where it at, like the exact address of where you took it, mm-hmm. uh, who your guide was, uh, if you're through a company or not, like a guiding service. So it's it's a pretty big uh, form you got to fill out when you send in your uh, your measurements. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Wow. I didn't know. Well, let's let's talk to your dad here. Yeah, I'm sure he's imp- you know, very impressed or, or uh, excited about your accomplishments. T- 
tell us a little bit about what you think about all he's been through and accomplished. Well, I'm just glad that uh, I was telling um, someone yesterday that um, he he gets all these opportunities to go. You know, for instance, uh, this summer. Well, I'll, I'll back it up just a little bit. While we were out, he was getting his award mm-hmm. at the at the ceremony that night. He came up. He said, um, "I want to go ask Jim Shockey if." Most guys know who he is mm-hmm. if you're into outdoors, yeah. if he does any internships. And uh, and he was a little reluctant, I think, and maybe afraid that he – to go ask somebody that, you know. And right. so I said, well, just go ask him. What's the – what's the there's, there's three happen. things that could happen. <laughs> he, could, right. he, could, he could just get real mad, you know, and storm <laughs> off, which I doubt he would. I said, or he could say, um, no, we don't do that, or he might say yes. And so – you know, I, I guess it was kind of like asking some girl for your, your first date or something. So he finally worked up the courage, and he goes over there, and he said, sure. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so the, where I was going with this was, you know, so here's this opportunity for, you know, my son to go off to the Yukon now for two or three weeks or whatever and work. And, you know, as a parent, you look back and you think, well, that you kind of want to say, well, I don't know that I really want you going out of the country for, you know, this. But then you just think back and go, well, no go you know go do it opportunity yeah That's opportunity right. you know That's so right. many i think back you know stuff i had opportunities to do and i didn't go do it so i'm you know don't yeah. put the brakes on any of this that's right let that's him awesome. go i mean you got to be pretty proud i mean oh yeah you, you've been you've been taking this young man from the time he was what four years old maybe uh there's a picture of that little uh, you had there uh yeah, jason me... of the find that one. spike um I mean, for for you and yeah. as a dad, being able to share this and him actually and enjoying it, <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, and got to feel a sense of pride for you. Oh, sure. I mean, just the fact that uh, I've always said, you know, I, I always, um, I'll always take you, but I'll never make you go mm-hmm. hunting. Mm-hmm. That's you know, a pretty so, good philosophy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, just, you know, if yeah, you want to go, we'll go. You know, and there was, well, well, there's a pretty good quick story I'll tell you. Yeah. We were turkey hunting one day, and I knew he didn't really want to be there, but he, he's like, well, should I go or should I not go? I said, well, I can promise you one thing. If you lay in bed, you won't get one. <laughs> That's right. If you go, and I always joke with my wife and say, well, if I'd known I wasn't going to kill one, I wouldn't have gone. Right. You know, right. So, so we're sitting there in, exactly. the, in, the, in the woods, and it's probably not real warm, and it's probably raining a little bit. And, and um, he's like, oh, I want to go. I said, you got to be still. I, just, I said, well, fine. We're going to get up and leave. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I told him, I said, we'll sit here long enough that bird we hear back here behind us will eventually show up in this spot mm-hmm. and so um he just wouldn't have any of that so i said fine we're going to leave but we're going to go real slow when we walk out of here and we didn't walk 30 feet and we spotted that bird and he, he sure enough he was coming right to us so we just backed up in the woods <laughs> and um 10 well not even 10 minutes later you know 45 seconds later we were carrying him to the car yeah. nice nice i i have the same experience with my daughters i got three daughters and they all are in various stages of their hunting life but i always tell them they say daddy do you think you'll kill one and i say baby i wouldn't be going if i didn't think i wouldn't <laughs> that's and, right that's you know, why they call it hunting that's right uh, i had actually this past season before last my middle child we we're in a blind deer hunting and she's getting anxious you know let's go let's go it's almost 10 o'clock and I said, all right, 10 o'clock we'll go. I didn't want to go at 10, but 
we'll go. So I take the blind, I just throw it over us, and I'm packing up all the stuff, and I stand up, and there's a buck standing down there looking at us <laughs> at like 60 yards. I'm like, get your gun. And But, you know, they learn, and obviously Parker's learned a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. I don't have any. I mean, he, he can go out and hunt on his own. And, That's awesome. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have any worries. But, yeah, I, you know, he's already got stuff lined up for the next three summers now, you know, to go do. And so. Is he teaching you now? I mean – uh sure yeah i don't ever i don't ever i'll never say i know it all i mean i um yeah i just learn uh learn any chance you get well you got a future biologist here that's right yeah be able to ask him questions somewhere down the road that's exactly right i'm i've got a a, you know his younger brother mason Mm -hmm. um has already decided that uh well he's already told a few officers to save him a green truck so that's yeah, what he, he wants to end go. up in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Parker's probably more in the uh, biology yeah. side of it. You think you want to work for Tennessee? or What's your, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I actually uh, I haven't really made plans for when I get out of college, but it's kind of like my worst-case scenario, but it's not a worst-case scenario <laughs> at all, like working uh, as an officer. Um, I kind of want to – going to like the uh the outfitting part not the guiding part like mm-hmm. the guiding part's awesome like yeah yeah it's awesome and fun but uh you know being able to make a living off of uh being a outfitter it, it'd be pretty awesome to share experiences with multiple people not just the guiding part just one person at a time I, i'll get your card later okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish doug was here he you know parker might be able to show him how to catch a few fish he, he was might. talking about he fishing might. earlier yeah uh, but anyway well, poor Doug. Yeah, poor Doug. Poor <laughs> Doug. Parker, thank you. Billy, thank you. Um, thank you. It's uh, it's been an honor to have you here, and congratulations on your your achievements there. And uh, good luck with uh, finishing out school and should go good <laughs> pursuing those careers. So, I tell you what, thanks for joining us for this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Uh, glad y'all were here. Check us out at tnwildlife.org. We're always here. Thank y'all.